This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. When was the last time you had a bad experience at a restaurant? The server ends up messing up your order or then you can't get his or her attention to get a drink refill or even to just get the check. Bad customer service can really damage a restaurant's reputation and profits, particularly in this day of Yelp and over open table reviews. These types of labor problems can also hinder the work culture for productive workers in service industry businesses. New research shows that the solution to low productivity might be teamwork. The study looked at how combining strong workers with those that are not as good in the same shift improve the overall strength of the team. This happens because it fosters an atmosphere of mentoring and inspiration between peers. The research is titled, When You Work With a Superman, Will You Also Fly? An empirical study of the impact of co-workers on performance. It is in the Informs Journal Management Science. And we're joined by the authors, Sergey Netesin, who's Vice Dean for Global Initiatives, as well as Professor of Innovation and Entrepreneurship and Professor of Operations, Information and Decisions here at the Wharton School. And also joining us on the phone, Tom Tan, who is an Associate Professor at Southern Methodist University's Cox School of Business, who also, by the way, just happened to receive his Ph.D. here at the Wharton School. Sergey, great to see you again. Uh, thank you for inviting me again. Thank you, Tom. Great to have you with us today. Very delighted to be here. Thank you. So, Sergey, I guess lay out this this research and the study that you did. So just to start from a big picture, if you look at industries like restaurant industry, it's a huge industry. At, at, at some point of time, I think uh, statistics tell us that half of the population of the United States work in a restaurant. You know, Typically, these are uh, part-time jobs. Uh, they don't pay well. Uh, they don't even pay minimal wage, right? So, so the, ba- the basic wage there is very, very low, and you rely on tips. Um, and, and restaurants, as a rule, they don't make a lot of money, right? So we are yep. talking about a couple of percentage points, maybe, in profitability. Uh, survival rate is very low. They go bankrupt all the time. And and as a result, they don't really think a lot about employees. They don't, for example, spend a lot of money on training employees uh, or teaching them how to do work uh, or, you know, giving them any kind of benefits or anything of that sort, right? So it, it's not a very exciting industry, <laughs> um, kind of from the point of view of... Um, uh, HR practices, right? Um, yeah. And probably if you think about teamwork, you you think about team of white collar workers working on a project, you know, knowledge workers or something like that, where clearly um, you learn something from each other. But what do you learn in a restaurant, right? So right. waiters are pretty much independent. They get their own tables. They don't really seemingly interact mad, much, you know. So... Um, I think going into this work, um, our intention was to think about improving profitability of a restaurant, but um, our expectation was that teamwork is really not a big deal in this industry. Tom, your thoughts? Yeah, I think the topic of our research is about 
peer work, how people, co-workers affect each other. Understanding how co-workers affecting each other can definitely have implications for team decisions, what type of workers should work together and how we should schedule them together for a particular shift. Um, I think um, my background, my my uncle uh, used to be a cook and I have been observing um, the restaurants and maybe interested in service operations for my research. So I'm very excited to do this research in this setting and we find some pretty cool results. <laughs> Why do you think that then it is, Tom, that that the restaurant industry doesn't think enough about the component of the employees, and as you studied, kind of teaming them together in a fashion that can improve profitability? I think one of the reasons is that the restaurant industry has been a pretty old and the traditional industries and the business model has been going like this for a very long time. Therefore, people are not really pay, paying a lot of attention to thinking about the value of the labor. And the labor, the waiters and the hosts in the restaurants are typically lowly paid, uh, not paid particularly well. Mm -hmm. So the, co the companies would think they are as uh, easy to access resource, come and go, and not, re not really thinking about how to invest in them and how to put them into a better use. But I'm glad that nowadays people are um, using more technology to track waiters' performance and giving them scores and st starting to think about how to better utilize the very uh, valuable resources that have the people, the frontline workers that interact with the customers right on the floor. Is this an element that that is even being considered by some restaurant change in, in this country or, or in other countries around the world right now, Sergey? Um, peer effects and teamwork, I don't think so. I, I right. haven't really seen any evidence of that. Um, I think there are some startups out there that start looking at the data, which, you know, the point of sales in a restaurant, they existed for a while now. Right. And actually, a lot of those points of sales, they register the name of the waiter so you know exactly who served the table. Right. And, and I know that some restaurants are beginning to pay attention to the fact that there is a drastic variance in productivity of waiters. You know that there are people out there who are smiley and prompt and fast, and day after day, they get, on average, $5 more per table than, uh, you know, others. And, right. and then there are, there are those who come to work in kind of a already bad mood and yeah. don't know the menu and did, don't really put effort and know they're going to quit next day. And so they produce less money for the restaurant. That's very easy to see. You don't need to be a genius in data analytics. You know, you just do basic summary, summary statistics, and you can see that. Right. right? And, and there's the element when you go to a restaurant of the fact that, and we were mentioning this before we went on there, that, that it truly is a team. When you think about the, the, the customers come in, they will sit at the table, they will obviously have a connection with the, with the waiter or waitress that's coming to the table, but you also have the bus staff. You also have, if it has a, a bar, the, the people that are working behind the bar, you have the people that are cooking the food, you have the people that are clean. You know, there are so many different elements that can lead to the success of that particular point of sale between waiter, waitress, and, and customer. 
Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And of course, we uh, have much more data on waiters than on, say, kitchen staff, because it's not entirely easy to measure their productivity. Um, but uh, to give some credit to restaurants, it's not an easy problem even with waiters. So, for example, okay. uh, imagine um, I worked on a shift today and I sold a lot. Is that because it was Friday evening right. uh, or is it because I'm a great salesman? Right. Or is it because the host gave me a big party table where people were willing to spend companies money anyway? Right. right. So. Uh, you have to really think hard about those issues. And what, the first thing that we do in the paper is to figure out just, you know, innate productivity of a worker. You have to control for things like when are you working, for how many hours you worked, and yeah. was it Friday evening or Monday morning, you know, was it a big party or a small party, was it a table, you know, where with a view where you order a big bottle of wine with a girlfriend and so sure. on. Yeah. So all of those things matter. And unless you analyze data carefully, you cannot even think figure out who is a good salesman or who is a bad salesman. So Tom, what were the what were the findings that, that you were able to collect from from looking at this? So we have a few main findings. The first one the first one is that we find an inverted U shaped relationship between co-workers' abilities and a focal worker's performance. What does this inverted U-shape mean? That's basically saying that when the overall ability of the co-workers is low, increasing their ability will also increase the focal waiter's sales performance. However, if the overall, work, uh, the overall ability is very high, further increase in that co-workers' ability will actually reduce the focal workers' performance. Okay. So, kind of, let, let me put it in simpler language. Let's say you are a waiter and you see people around, around you are just running faster and, you know, yeah. they seem to be good at their work. You kind of start looking at them. It's like, okay, what can I learn? Maybe I should run faster. Maybe there are some tricks that I can, uh, can use to uh, work better myself. Yeah. Right? But then imagine you have a real Superman next to you. There is no way you can catch up. <laughs> He's just so incredibly better. That demotivates you. You basically right. say, okay, you know what? Forget it. I'm, ju I'm just not good at this stuff. So, yeah. you know, so that's kind of the analogy, right? So a little bit better co-worker improves your productivity. If it's a far superior human being, you kind of say, no, I I'm not even going to try. So there's, there are times where you will see a positive benefit out of this. But you also will see a negative come out of this and a negative maybe beyond the negative that was already there kind of ingrained in this. Yes, exactly. Which is why you have to think carefully about team composition. You have to say, hey, you know, I have this team of very different people. How can I make the best use out of it? Yeah. How much, Tom, did you find in doing this that there is an understanding of the team concept by the, the workers in the restaurants that, that, that you were involved with? So if we consider this inverted U-shaped relationship, if we had a chance to redo the scheduling or the team composition decisions, we find that if we are able to increase the average team ability um, by about a dollar amount per person, then we will be able to increase the total sales by about 2.48% at no extra cost. So I uh, re-clarify, so we're not hiring 
better waiters. We're just saying that we can reposition or reschedule, uh, put the teams, put the waiters in different shifts without hiring more or reducing the current level of staffing. We may be able to increase the sales by about 2.48. And a lot of that would end up falling in the mindset of that would be falling into the lap of of the manager at the restaurant, Sergey. Um, yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> and and uh, kind of back back to your question, do waiters kind of realize that that they are kind of learning and 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 they are. Um, speeding up in response to somebody else speeding yep. up. Uh, we, we don't have a direct evidence of that. So the data that we are looking at is point of sales data. Yep. Right? We do know, though, that it's important. What's important is that um, the waiters that learn from each other and react to each other, they have to be kind of in the eyesight because we have a geographic uh, kind of a drawing of a restaurant and right. we know that out of sight, out of mind. So if sure. I don't see you, you don't affect me, right? So right. it's really something about this kind of a uh, physically seeing what the other person is doing, right? Yeah. So so that's kind of how we also see that um, physical distance matters. You really learn from your most closest uh, peers, uh, those that, whose actions you can uh, yeah. you, you you can observe and learn from them because there is really no formal learning process, uh, right? So people yeah. just come to work and they work. Right? Yeah. I, I wonder if if the restaurant industry, using that as an example, uh, thinks enough about and obviously they're worried about the margins and, and, and the bottom line. But do they think enough about about productivity as, as a as a concept, as a you know, as a process to success in their industry, Sergey? Um, um, so. Uh, frankly, I don't think so. Um, yeah. I've I've had quite a bit of uh, experience with um, restaurant industry, and Tom and I had written uh, maybe half a dozen papers with various restaurant chains. Um, very, very few of them systematically analyze productivity of waiters, and most of the time, what you see is there is a, a restaurant manager who uh, assigns waiters to shifts. Uh, and hires waiters and fires waiters based on just his or her, you know, impression. Yeah, you know, yeah. Never really looking at numbers and 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 you know to give them some credit, there is really no time to look at numbers. Right. And if you think about a manager of a restaurant, that's rarely a person with a data analytics degree, right? Sure. And, yeah. and the company doesn't make this data easily available for them. So you can kind of understand why they do it the way they do it, right? Mm. And so our point in the paper is that you really have to help them. You really have to have a kind of a centralized data analytics unit that looks at the data closely and gives you objective metrics of performance, which yeah. just for things like working on Saturday evening versus Monday morning, sure. uh, so that managers' decisions are not based just on intuition. Tom, your thoughts? Yes, I agree. And I have to say that nowadays, as <clears throat> new business analytics is picking up companies more and more companies are paying more attention to understanding waiters abilities and tracking their performance and we see in a growing trend but definitely they're not there yet but nowadays they probably they are roughly can say who might be a good good server who might be a strong server and then they might schedule those workers in certain table sections but this is very new it's just nascent and there's much more work to be done in this domain 
You're listening to Knowledge at Wharton here on Sirius XM 132 Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. Dan Loney in our studios in Philadelphia, joined by Wharton Professor Sergei Nedesin, and also uh, on the phone with uh, Southern Methodist University Associate Professor Tom Tan, talking about their research uh, regarding uh, the productivity in the uh, restaurant industry. Your comments are welcome at 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. Or if you'd like, send us a comment via Twitter, either at BizRadio132 or my Twitter account, which is at DanLoney21. Tom, if if this is starting, if looking at, at the data is starting to be a, a, an important component uh, for some restaurant chains, then I would think we would necessarily see following that maybe a, a, a greater focus on the issue of productivity. Right. Um, there are more and more initiatives to to analyze the data um, I, I, I don't think I quite got your question. Well, be, because, I mean, if they if we have gone so long with really not having this as a component in the in the business of restaurants and, and how they are successful, as Sergey mentioned, managers making decisions on feel more so than than on the numbers. The numbers will tell us certain things. One of the things that they will tell us would be the productivity of of waiter X versus waiter Y to be able to make the correct decision when you really need to. Uh, What's, what's the, so let me, let me try. So, um, so then, so I, I think you are, you're definitely right. So this is happening. Um, it's, uh, I, I think where we see a major, uh, push is of course, restaurants first, even introducing technology, right? So, Point of a lot of point of sale system are outdated, and you know you you cannot, for example, get precise information of how many people were at the table, and that affects greatly productivity, right? And right. Uh, you don't know who the waiter was, and and uh, the scheduling systems are, are not great. So there are there are improvements in all of those dimensions. Um, I know of some examples of restaurants which are uh, starting to look at productivity of different waiters and saying, hey, you're a good waiter. Let's put you on Friday evening or Saturday yeah. evening, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I have not seen those systems systematically implemented yet. So I see um, uh, restaurants, more advanced restaurants, which are beginning to use tabletop technology. And that's a yeah. subject of another paper that we wrote with Tom on what happens when you allow waiter uh, when you when you replace waiters partially or completely with a tabletop device and okay. then you order from it right so that's how a lot of restaurants are trying to improve productivity because if you outsource ordering process then you need fewer waiters right but beyond that i don't really see kind of a systematic initiative there and you're absolutely right productivity in service industry in a whole, has not grown as much as in manufacturing. You look at manufacturing, it doubled and tripled and quadrupled right. because of use of robots and automation and so on. Yeah. In restaurant industry, in retail, no. Well, that that's interesting because when you when you look at at productivity in manufacturing, obviously those factors uh, play a role, but. I think the larger scale of manufacturing, people would say that productivity has still not grown to the level that, that you would expect it to. So if if manufacturing is, you know, X percentage of, of what it is, or productivity is X percentage of what it is in the restaurant industry, you're talking about a significant need 
for the restaurant and it should be able to start to invest and look at these processes moving forward. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, what uh, what's going to happen otherwise is what's happening in the retail industry where everybody complains that Amazon is killing them, right? Right. But, you know, why does this happen? Because you go to a physical store and store associates cannot help you. They are not knowledgeable. They they run away from you. Yeah. So you say, hey, why, why do I want to go there? I go to Amazon, right? But, but it is but it is a part of, of the economy right. here in the U.S. where it's kind of a known entity that people will continue to go out to dinner yep. year after year after year. It's understanding that in comparison with this this issue of productivity and workers, you know, servers working with one another, that really becomes the key ingredient here. I think absolutely, and and there is a fundamental missing link there, which is, I, I think, restaurants don't think about their labor as a revenue generating unit. They they yeah. think there is a menu, there is a chef. You know, and right. then whatever happens between a chef and menu and a customer, that kind of doesn't matter. But that last, you know, 10 feet are the most important because the good waiter can upsell, can cross sell. Yeah. And that's what we show in the paper. You know, this, this is the skills that you learn from coworkers. You learn how to upsell, you learn yeah. how to cross sell, you learn how to run faster and bring another drink and so on. And that can increase your profitability much more than, you know, a new dish or, you know. And I would think, Tom, that, that for a majority of managers at restaurants, uh, they may not have the time in the day to, to really invest in thinking of some of these aspects, correct? Absolutely. Um, the, the day to day in and day out life for them will be a lot of handling some crisis or how, trying to help out maybe in the kitchen or trying to help out on the floor. There is an issue. Say a worker doesn't show up. He has to probably step up and calling other waiters. So they are very occupied by the daily <laughs> daily business, daily traffic, and they don't have time to sit back and look at the data, analyzing uh, the people's performance and rethinking about how to make those better um, team composition decisions. But gladly, that, as Sergey suggested, we probably should have a centralized data analytics department. Yeah. Um, business analytics department can help individual restaurants and the managers make a better workforce decisions. Is that the the ultimate goal that, that hopefully will come out of uh, out of your work here that there will be I guess maybe a change in mindset with a lot of a lot of industries a lot of businesses within the service industry about this component uh, playing a, a, a role a factor in the profitability and the productivity of the company. Uh, absolutely and and to me you know restaurant industry is one of those that hasn't changed the business model in, in hundreds of years right, right. probably thousands uh, making matters worse <laughs> a lot of restaurants are mom and pop businesses right yeah. who never received this kind of education and so um, but but there is no reason why we cannot uh, have a next kind of a big step there there is some yeah. innovation going on you have open tables of the world and just as equally we need the way to optimize labor great to have you with us Sergey, thank you very much. Thank Greatly you, appreciate Dan. it. Tom, thank you very much for your time today. All the best. Thank you for having us here. Thank, thank you. Dan. For more insight from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.